We have our dear friend Shiloh Pittman here today. And Shiloh is like an incredible friend. She's also been through this monumental healing journey. And whenever I go through something in life around health, there's about five people I know I can call that are going to actually educate me and teach me something new because I'm such a nerd about this stuff. I, you know, so educated, but Shiloh is next level wealth of information. Um, you've done your own healing work on your daughter. You have three children. Um, I actually met you through your husband, Micah, who is a next level chef and chiropractor, <laughs> uh, several generations down chiropractor. Um, and yeah, so it's like a beautiful healing family and thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, yeah, being here. Yeah. So let's start, uh, let's start with you and your healing journey. Would you, what one would you like to talk about? Um, like the, the, where it started maybe? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I think I had three babies in three years, Mm -hmm. like true Irish triplets and (laughs) about a year and a half. After I had my third daughter, I started having random skin rashes, severe vertigo, dizziness, tinnitus, um, brain fog, and like all sorts of things just started melting down. Wow. With three, with the three little ones there With the three little ones, yeah. And then my youngest, she had an autism diagnosis at two. So I'd been deeply trying to help her, biomedical treatments, naturopathic doctor in Washington state that she saw for a while. And so I really kind of did put my health off for probably a long time. Um, And eventually it got worse and worse and worse. And then I started to look at what it might be. And my original conclusion was Lyme because I was treated for Lyme, I want to say in my early 20s. And... um, I had done some herbs, some antibiotics, but then I felt better. And then I didn't really have any problems. And we moved to Texas about six years ago. Where'd you move from? From Washington State. Okay. Yeah, which where there's no sun <laughs> and it's like moldy everywhere because it just rains all the time. So probably yeah. not the best environment. And then right before we moved, we found out we were living where they did have black mold. Mm. And we could kind of smell it, and we called and had them come out. They're like, well, we cut this out already. And I'm like, well, you guys didn't even tell us that it had been here. I'm like, we can still smell it. How do you know it's not still on the wall? And they weren't going to do anything about it, so I was like, we need to move out of this house right away. Um, And so we did, lived in Renton for a short time, and then moved here. And um, But I feel like that was was when all the vertigo and dizziness and stuff started. Oof. Yep. And then uh, came here, looked into Buner, did a lot of his protocols for Lyme, mold. Um, now, who is he? Stephen Buner. He's an herbalist. He um, he's written a few books, written a few books on uh, how to use herbals for like antibiotic treatments. And then he has a ton of stuff on Lyme. And so, if you want to look into an herb and what it does for the body, he's he's really well studied and has some great books just if you want to do it yourself from home. Wow. Say his name one more time. Steven Buner. Okay, thank you. Yeah. He um if you want to self treat and you want to get a book and you don't maybe have the means to go to a, a doctor or you don't want to invest in maybe a naturopath you don't know is the greatest yet, it's a really good way to self educate and kind of self treat for a while and see where you end up. Okay. Um did that for a while. 
that didn't really work. Uh, it worked a little bit. Everything helped a little bit. Finally found a really aggressive Lyme doctor um, here in Texas. He had me on very intense antibiotic protocols for years. For oh. years? For years. Oh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was a double dapsone protocol. And I don't know it, what that is. It basically is like they use that drug for leprosy. So any kind of, uh, they call like Lyme spirochete <laughs> stuff, they're, they're considered persisters. And so persister drugs are like TB drugs, leprosy drugs, um, really like intense antibiotics. Wow. And uh, double dapsone protocol is basically gives you methylglobin anemia. It makes you essentially hypoxic short term. So those were really rough. Oh, my God. Did that for years. Eventually made my way into what I thought had been bothering me, but Everyone else was kind of like, probably not it. And that was my breast implants. And I got those at 23. And they probably were ruptured and leaking for that whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So how long did you how long did you actually have them in your body before you took them Um, out? 10, 11 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. The picture of the removal Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Was astounding. Do you want to describe that process? So, of course, you decided to... Explant. Explant. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Um, I wasn't sure it was my implants. I had pretty strong intuition that it was. I hated having them in my body. I didn't like my husband touching them. My right one always felt really uncomfortable. Like, it never felt right. Wow. Um, It just felt like this big blockage prison that I wanted to remove from my body. And during the time I was really looking at taking them out was during COVID and surgeons weren't even operating. And so I was like, I, I really want these up, but I actually, I have to wait. Like no one's even taking them out. So that also felt imprisonating also. Cause when you come to the decision, we're like, Hey, I'm ready yeah. to do this. And then to be told, Oh, you're stuck with those in your body till you can find someone to take them out yeah. is kind of horrifying to be in that. Like, wow limbo of, I think these are harming me and potentially like slowly killing me and I have to wait. Oh. Um, but yeah, when they came out, I had a two rub double, double ruptures. One is called a extracapular rupture. And that means it was leaking out and the other one was intact. So your body builds a bot, like a, a, capsule around encapsulates just like anything nasty or even like maybe a sliver your body will encapsulate it to a degree and push it out um when your body wants to protect you from something it encapsulates it and in some cases with even with breast implants especially in um cancer patients who got breast cancer they remove them sometimes the caps the body will push the implant out um so sometimes that does happen where they Wow. Have to go and redo it. So that's what your body wants to do. It doesn't like it in there, encapsulates it. I've seen videos where they took the capsule after they removed the implant and crushed it up, and it sounded like eggshells. There was so much calcification. Wow. Um, mine had a pretty thick white calcification around it, which is usually a sign of some kind of problem with them. And they one was like half, it was melted all on the outside, but still 
at least resembled an implant. And the other one, even in the capsule, was at least half the size, maybe smaller. I can even give you guys the photos to yeah, show if you want. Wow. I mean, they're really profound. Wow. Um, when I saw them, I was like, that's horrific. But also, thank God they look like that because it just Your was, intuition. Yes. Is right. Yes. And so there was like a period of, holy cow, that was in me and leaking into me. And then there was a point of like, you know, honestly, enthusiasm that that was the thing because yeah. you go through all this Lyme treatment and mold illness treatment and you get a little bit better here and a little bit better there. And then you stop the treatment and two weeks later, your brain fog is back and you're having trouble talking to people and forming sentences. And you're like, when is this ever going to go away? So, wow. yeah. You want to know that something was wrong so that there's something to correct, right? Yeah. And, and, well, that's everything, right? Isn't it like to have the proof? Yeah. You know, that, yeah, it that is. I'm not it a hypochondriac. Is. There yes. is something going on yes. with me. Yeah. And right? here's the evidence. I and mean, that's huge. It's That is huge. And I feel like so many people sometimes in the current medical system are missing that. They go to doctor. They're not listened to. People don't hear them. And I had a wonderful Lyme doctor. He he listened really well. He was fabulous. Um, but I had other doctors, like mainstream medical doctors, that were like, I'm thinking about getting my implants taken out. And they're like, I don't really think that's going to help you. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the common theme. Even among some of my friends are, they're like, I don't know if you're going to like how your body's going to look after. I don't know if you should do that. You know? Well, so. this is your body and your intuition. Some <laughs> yeah. people yeah. love their implants. Yes. They rock them. Their mm -hmm. body feels more accepting of them. There's some more harmonic energetic that's happening. But the people that I do know that feel there's something going on, they feel immense relief. Mm -hmm. when they come out and it's like, we have to honor what, like get all of our information, information gather, and then really honor our intuition. Yes. A hundred percent. So the pictures are astounding and mm -hmm. you got them out. And then what happened? Um, three days later, my eyes were like bright and blue and they were starting to get like yellow and gray. And granted I had been on heavy antibiotic treatment. So I expected some liver issues, um, but to see my eyes clear that dramatically, wow. um, I was like, wow, this is really making a difference. My husband noticed and thankfully he's been super supportive and he's a butt man. So lucky for me, this was like a non-issue. Um, I got a butt man too. Yeah. <laughs> that makes three of us. So. I know, wow. but I, I mean, I really feel for some women too, who that that's a thing for their significant other. And then that's just a whole other layer of stress yeah. and maybe taking care of their body yeah. um, that they have to worry about. And I'm so grateful I didn't have to worry about yeah. that. Well, I mean, there are, I mean, I, I have a friend who had her ex, her plants, explants out or did the explant, right? Mm -hmm. But then they took fat from her body and built her breast up mm -hmm. with, with fat on her body. And I've heard that for some people that works and for other people it doesn't. I don't they know. Ju they just, I've, I've that, heard people do that and they just lose and, them and because their, yeah, that they, their they, body doesn't the, normally hold fat there. Yeah, that's what I heard too, that yeah. it's like um, that they don't hold or stay. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I've got but plenty to go right here. She loves it. She looks amazing. <laughs> right? So, I, you know, I think absolutely it's a um, a personal choice. Oh, yeah. And But, you know, to, to say to your friend, I don't know if you're going to like that. I mean, I guess that's what a friend does is kind of looks at all perspectives. 
Um, but, oh yeah, it but, was coming from yeah, a loving place. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, my my only point in saying that yeah. is just to show that it's not as commonly accepted that your implants might be making you sick, and yeah. that this is actually not uncommon that implants of any kind, metal, yeah. silicone, anything foreign you put in your body can cause a problem. It, it's it's even like mm-hmm. I remember I once had a client who I was at a dinner party, my house. And the phone rings and this client, like, I have an emergency. Can, you know, can you take my call? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I stepped aside and she's like, my 16-year-old son's in the hospital. He's dying. They don't know what's wrong with him. He's had like 105 fever for three days and he's slipping away. Can you check in what's going on with him? And I didn't know anything about his history or anything. And I checked in and my back was on fire, like just literally on fire. And then I, I heard the titanium rod in his back. Mm-hmm. He's having an allergic reaction to it. Oh my and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, does he have, she's like, he broke his back two years ago. And they immediately went in, took it out. I mean, saved his life, like having that removed. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're not recognizing that it's not a common thing for everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine all the, the, you know, the breast implants that are out there in the world you know, what's the percentage of somebody that's actually got, you know, ha- having stuff? It's probably, I don't know, it, it's certainly not 100%, no, right? No, But there's a percentage where it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to have a sense of self in, in that process. And I know it's a big thing right now. And I think it's so good that so many women are getting relief because mm-hmm. we know a lot of women yeah, that are I doing it and getting relief. That's why I'm so grateful yeah. that you came on yeah. and talked about this, Shiloh, because... Um, this is a conversation that was having a moment and I'm watching it kind of trickle out again, Mm -hmm. but you know, I would say there's an incredibly high percentage of people I know with implants, which is totally great and fine if that's your decision, but also just for people to have a consideration, like I've been feeling off since then or not, Mm -hmm. you know, but just to know that. Did, there is a possibility that that it it could be having yeah. some sort of impact. I have a on question you. for you. Yeah. When your intuition was like, "Oh, it could be this," did any of that ever show up on like the mammograms or the thermography or those mm-hmm. things like that? I never did a mammogram. Oh, <laughs> part of me was uh, terrified to do one, really? and I had three nodules on my thyroid, and I had actually like some strange discharge coming out of one of them but um I ended up being like a clogged duck and so they were going to send me off for mammogram and um I almost went I went and got my thyroid checked like she prescribed my gyno and then I never went and did the mammogram and I'm kind of I kind of didn't want to because I hadn't had it scheduled yet I was terrified if they were ruptured, I was just going to have like a mental meltdown until they came out. Mm, If like, if I knew that that was the problem, I feel like I would have just not maybe handled myself super well until they were out. So when you went Mm. into the surgery, Mm -hmm. the surgeon didn't didn't know. He He didn't didn't know. know. He didn't have you do a mammogram before. Mm -mm. Oh my God. I'm so shocked. (laughs) I mean, I just thought as a surgeon, you'd want to know, but I guess, you know, everybody knows how to do what they do. So he does. That's fascinating. My doctor does all his surgeries and, and block as, as far as I know. And that means that they block off the area. So Mm -hmm. if there is anything, yeah, got it. That gets out of the implant. They take the the capsule out intact. That's very important because if you do have a rupture or a leak, 
for yeah. anyone looking to explant. And they don't take out the capsule. The capsule can stain and cause disease. And that's where they find like the black box warning that comes on them now. Yeah. They, yeah, they have a black box warning since I think mm. 2020. Mm. They put a black box warning wow. on all implants because they cause, um, I want to say it's like a lymphoma, very lymphoma. And wow. um, so if you don't take out the entire capsule, that can still cause problems. So he goes in after some women just have the implant taken out. They leave the capsule and he has to remove the capsule. Oh my God. Oh, that's, but, yeah. That Whoa. seems like yeah. insanity. <laughs> You're going in there and you leave half of it? Uh, yeah. Well, because that's like technically something the body made. So they just take out the implant. The body oh, makes the capsule. I see what capsule. you're saying. You're talking about the capsule that mm-hmm. the body formed yeah. around the implant. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and he Got takes it. that out intact. So if you do have a leak or a rupture, nothing's getting in the body. Um, and so that I think is really important if you are going to explant is wow. that you do it that way. That's the right way to do it. Wow. It's the safest way to do it. Yeah. And he got out, he syringed out this one, my right one, the bad one that was leaking wow. into me. He literally had to use a syringe to get the silicone out wow. because that was already dissolved. What did he say to you after he discovered all this? <laughs> he honestly seemed, <laughs> when I talked to him on the phone, you talked to him like a day after your surgery on the phone because he doesn't do drains. You don't have to go back in, which is nice. And then you don't have the extra risk of infection that comes with the drain. And I didn't really want to wear a drain. So that's one of the reasons I chose my doctor. And um, he sounded a little upset about how bad the rupture was. He didn't oh. say that, but he just was like, like it was really bad and hard to like hard to get all that out because wow. it had totally basically like it looked melted. Wow. Yeah, liquefied. Well, was like it's not my fault. I wanted them out four years earlier. I know. I don't think you he know? was upset at me. He's just yeah. like I think he takes out a lot of explants and he sees how sick they make his patients. Yeah. And so I can see his frustration that like, wow. gosh, we're putting these in women, yeah. and then sometimes they end up like this, and mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to have that in your body. You know, yeah. wow. Now, I've watched you. I mean, I've known you since before the explant surgery mm-hmm. and then during and then after. And I've seen you feeling so much better. Gosh. Can you talk about some of the protocols that you've been doing yourself? Um, just to like detox? To, to continue cleansing and healing your body. Yeah, well, some of those implants, they have formaldehyde in them. They have heavy metals. Mm. I have a nickel and um, certain allergies to some metals. And some of those are found in breast implants. So lo and behold, no wonder my body didn't like it. Mm. Um, so I've been doing some heavy metal detoxing. I really like Corella just to mop stuff up. And then... How do you spell that? Corella C... <laughs> okay. I to spell. Yeah. Well, so chlor- well, chlorella. The green algae. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I thought chlorella. it was a brand name of something. No, I thought, no. yeah, okay. I call it the 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 Shiloh trio. She she from BioPure. Mm-hmm. She takes this trio of three things that really help relieve the body of metals, cleanse, bind to them, and push them out. You found yourself feeling much better. You've been utilizing it on your children and seen incredible results. Yes. And also your teeth get whiter. So yeah. this is like a really good trio. And it's called BioPure. See, that's so, what I was looking for, yeah. the name. <laughs> so BioPure is the company and right. the trio is you have chlorella. And then there's a cilantro tincture, which is a really good heavy metal mobilizer. Ooh, no and wonder then, I love cilantro. Yes. Yeah, so you take the cilantro tincture and then a half hour later you take five, six, seven. I mean, we, we, my husband takes a lot of chlorella after. You're supposed to take like five twice a day. 
do it twice a day. Um, like five I, drops, five pills, five. Like about a dropper full of the cilantro, okay. and then between, I wouldn't start with. I'd start with like two Corilla, and then work your way up to five, six, whatever you're comfortable with, twice a day of the tabs. They're just tablets. Mm. Um, but the Corilla is great, uh, especially good for kids. My kids have methylation issues. Um, you've got B12 in there. You got, I think some methylfolate too. Um, so really, and then the amino acid profile of Corella is very similar to breast milk. So a really excellent amino acid profile. And I like food source nutrition and supplementation because that's what the body recognizes best. It's not made in a lab. It's a food source and you're going to be able to assimilate that a lot better than you are potentially something else. Yeah, I think not it's, grown in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's also really important that to to know, you know, Shiloh's giving sort of a, a self prescribed prescription for herself. I've witnessed how beautiful this has been for you and your family. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be purchasing and doing the same protocol and giving to my family. And it's also important that we say supposed to talk to your doctor about these things um, to get the proper prescription. Mm. Some people need to get their gut or in order. Or just trust your intuition. Trust yeah. your intuition. Listen but, to your but, body. But, That's so important. But some people oh. actually really do need to be healing their gut before yeah. they start going into a cleansing protocol because this protocol is no joke. It's deeply cleansing. And, um, you know, a, a doctor or a functional medicine doctor or even yourself might recognize that you need to like really get assistance pushing those things through. Some people Mm -hmm. do colonics. Some people have different binders. Some people use dulse flakes to make sure that once all these things are pulled out of the tissues that they're actually being moving through the body. They're moving through the body. You're eliminating it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I could see where that would be a problem if you're, if you have like issues Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's just now building up in your system, you're pushing it. Cause I've, I've had clients who are doing too fast a detox and then they get sick because It's like they're in a healing crisis now because their body's going too fast and they're not eliminating it, right? It sounds like you might've had some experience with that. No, not me, but I see my husband do it to himself on the regular. He's (sighs) just like an extremist. So he's like, I want to see if this works. Let me take 40 Corella. And then he's like hot and burning and sweating. And I'm like, how many Corella did you take today? 40, maybe 50. I'm like, slow down. He likes to experiment though with his own self so that he can talk to people like in an educated way. Oh my God. Which it... Yeah, <laughs> but I actually love that about doctors. I have a I have a friend who is a dermatologist, mm-hmm. and she does all the things to her face because she's like, I'm not going to stick a needle in your neck if I can't stick a needle in my own neck. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, it's it is. It's like it's it's nice to know a doctor who has mm-hmm. the experience of what they're giving to their patient, yeah. and they know what's going in their body and how they react, and then they can kind of gauge. So that's so cool that your husband does that. Yeah. You know. I think so. I mean, I do the same thing able with to see that my daughter, patients. the autistic one. Anything I give her, I always take for a while first just to make sure it's gentle enough mm. and that it's working well for me so I don't have to bother her with trying something that I don't think yeah. is going to help her. Have her symptoms improved with some of the things that you're using? Gosh, yeah. I mean, a lot with this. I used to do a little bit of Andy Cutler chelation with her, which is low dose of certain supplements over, but you have to get up at night a lot and dose them every so many hours. Um, and that helps gently pull metals out of the system. And I, but I prefer, I prefer right now just the Corella and, uh, the cilantro and it's been really gentle. I'm doing it. Um, and I've seen less stimming with her. I've seen, um, more language, better eye contact, 
more sociability. She actually sat down, had dinner with us she twice has, this last week. She wow. has in, her social, a bit, like her social capacity has tripled. I mean, wow. just from when I go over there in my interactions with her and how I see her and how she's interacting or even creating eye contact, yeah. it's yeah. astounding. How Since old is she now? She is 11. and she's, wow. she's lucky she's got you as a mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's from out. this wow. the, the, these uh, BioPure products. I wow. mean, the, that's, that's incredible, you know, to get, to get movement at, at 11 years old, right? Oh, to yeah. get progress yeah. at, at 11. Yes. Yeah. That's hopeful. Mm-hmm. You you've yeah. also utilized in your healing processes the Rife machine. I I love the Rife machine. You want so, to talk okay. about? I've heard about Rife now three times this week, and I it reminds me of Reiki. And when Reiki came into my life, mm-hmm. I'd never heard the word Reiki. And then three times that week, I heard Reiki. So now this is the third time I'm hearing Rife. I'm like, okay, I hear you. So clearly, we need to. I need to know about what a Rife machine is. So if you can inform me, because yeah. I have no idea. It's frequency medicine, and so um, kind of like if you were to take a champagne glass and when you make it ring a certain pitch and it breaks. Oh, my God. I used one of those Mm -hmm. 20 years ago in a doctor's office, and they put electrodes on you? No. But they, well, they explained it the same way okay. and told yeah. me it was, a, and they told me it was energy medicine mm-hmm. and they would take whatever this was and put it on there. So if it was like, you know, if I had something in my body, they put the frequency of that same thing. Mm-hmm. I had the most crazy mm. experience with it. I don't know mm-hmm. if I should share it, but I was sitting there for 30 minutes on the machine. I was yeah. hooked up to this thing and just reading a magazine. And all of a sudden I got so nauseous. I went in the bathroom. I threw up some wad that was the size of a baseball whoa holy cow and encapsulated what i have no i don't know if it was a whole parasite nest i mean it's really gross right mm-hmm. yeah but i was like oh my god mm-hmm. it so, was shocking peggy i've heard with the rife machines and, and a lot of people like doubt that they work but then you talk to people and you just hear their actual stories uh i've heard about People like fourth time on a Rife machine, parasites crawling out of their ears. It's like, oh my God, the only reason I think it was a Rife machine is they explained it it the same way you did, like Mm -hmm. a, like a frequency and they used the champagne glass Mm -hmm. analogy. And that's why I'm like, oh my God, I think I did use that machine. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there are many different kinds. I've never seen one. They used you can use the, the like you can use the tens pads. Oh, and so you that's called that's contact. It, that's what it was. Yeah, it tens was pads. Mm-hmm. So like my rife, you can do ultrasound. You can do the plasma bulb. I have a spooky two rife, um, and the plasma is light frequency. Yeah, you can see it flash. And then if I wanted to do contact, I could do that too. But the the light flashing device is stronger. The contact's a little different. Sometimes, depending on what you are ailed with, you want to use contact for one thing, maybe the bulb for another. And then there's like a full body wand. Um, wow. Yeah. So everything, to, it, ultrasound penetrates really deep too. Some people will do the bulb and the ultrasound at the same time. Just depends on what you're treating and how you want to use it and how deep you want it to go. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff that's going on inside of us that we're unaware of. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about a wave... And then basically, if you shoot the same kind of wave back at it, it collapses it. And that's, I don't understand it super well. My husband does, and that's how he's explained it to me. So basically knocks it out. And Mm -hmm. the original guy that made the rife, he figured out frequency by frequency, 
-hmm. what destroys this, what destroys that, what pathogen does this frequency destroy? And that's how we got all, I mean, every frequency is unique to whatever the pathogen is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was the guy that founded it? What was his? Raymond Rife. Raymond Raymond Rife. Rife. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of healing stories out there and lots of stories where it didn't, but I do believe that when you, you know, we work in different planes and frequencies, the, if, if I'm, and I just want to say this, if somebody doesn't have access to a Rife machine, mm-hmm. people can also meditate to get mm-hmm. to that same sort of thing. Oh, you can uh, elevate absolutely. your frequency, you know, bring yeah. yourself to the frequency of love. That's why they say love heals. Joe mm-hmm. Dispenza is using love, mm-hmm. um, at his retreats to really bring people's bodies back to homeostasis. And, um, but you know, sometimes we're in such a deep health crisis yeah. that we need to just surrender into something helping pull us out of where yeah. we're at. And, and- and also thank God for traditional medicine. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, we sometimes it's a combination and we need, and like in your case in point, yeah. to have the surgeon to be able to remove those things. Exactly. Was everything. 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 Was everything. It was yeah. everything. And, and I think that's a really good point, Peggy, because, um, you know, you'll hear, I don't think that will help you from one doctor and another doctor will say, this is going to change your life. Everybody yeah. has their area of expertise. Maybe one doctor has utilized the Rife machine, mm-hmm. but they're not learning about the Rife machine in medical school. So it's yeah. important that you are the head of your healing process and you take the best of what your team knows and you, yeah. you know, you utilize it because 10 doctors, 10 opinions. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't study disease. I mean, they, they study disease. They don't study health, right? So if you're focused on what's wrong with you all the time, that's mm-hmm. where their focus is, as opposed to going to a natural path whose focus is health. And so I think depending on the kind of doctor you choose is the kind of modalities that they're going to use for you. Yeah. Some people will and, pull you out of survival and a functional medicine doctor, I think it will traditionally try to get to the root cause. Yeah. And, you know, we got to tackle Sometimes you it. need both. Sometimes you need <laughs> yeah. all of the above. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. What other yeah. epic tools have you utilized? Well, one thing, one, I will just say one more thing about the Rife is what is, what really helped me, because I did have some of the mold illness and I think the breast implants just suppressed my immune system so much that the mold and Lyme became an issue where my body would have been able to handle them on their own. Mm-hmm. Everyone else lived in the mold. I was the only one that got sick. Mm-hmm. Um and so until I removed that, none of my treatments worked that well, but I had this horrible fogginess in my head and in my ear, I think from the mold and it would affect my eye. And, um, I would have to come home every day and I would rife like fungus and mold, fungus and mold, fungus and mold every day. And it would clear a little bit. And then one day it went away and I remember, um, waiting longer the next day to do it. And it started to come back and just rushing home in a panic so I could rife. And so for things that are hard to treat, say with sometimes with herbs, fungus can be really hard. Molds can be really hard. Um, And sometimes they can get really deep into like your ear and your sinus and can cause a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And all the azel drugs, which are all the ones that drink, uh, treat fungus like and molds, like the fluconazoles, all the azels. They're super hard on the liver. So to be, you to be able to utilize something like Rife, that's not going to destroy your liver, but also mm. is super effective against the mold and fungus, at least for me. 
um, is just a really nice tool. How did your eye respond? Because you said your ear mm-hmm. and your eye. What was happening with your eye? I would get like numbness through here, my cheek, and then I would have fullness in my head and it would make mm. me feel super foggy. Hmm. Wow. Um, like I couldn't think well. I couldn't remember things. Um, I had a hard time talking to people. I had a hard time being social because I had so much going on in here that focusing on people and what they were saying yeah. and then trying to be able to respond. I have to say you are so different from when I first met you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there was a, um, I mean, I could feel the, the wall of protection mm-hmm. Oh yeah. of taking care of yourself. Right. And today you're like, let me get at her and just yeah. gave me this giant hug. And so your vibrancy, your frequency, your just, it, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And you I, did, your hugs changed. Yeah. Your whole essence is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, there's such um, an excitement and I can see why now what you've gone through and I'm so sorry that it's been such a struggle. That's, and the fact that you've had three kids, like how, you know, then you have to go, how strong is she? To be able to have done everything that you've been doing, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually, pretty amazing. That's actually why I'm so happy to talk about it because, you know, the time that you steal away from your health for essentially vanity um, and away from presencing with your kids mm-hmm. and just not being able to be there like I, I wanted to be there mentally because it was just a struggle daily or not being able to help my autistic daughter. Like I wanted to help her. Um, and having it really paused that so I could work on me that to be where I am now is wow. means it means a lot. And yeah, Yeah. I, I also just think about, um, my mental state and my social ability. And I think about Kinley a lot because, Mm -hmm. um, my autistic daughter, you know, they're very antisocial. You can tell her anxiety when it gets really bad. Like she'll start stimming, she'll have tantrums. And I just think about this in relation to sickness and how it does affect people cognitively and socially and your world when you are sick, it gets so much smaller because it's all you have the capacity to handle. And so I think about people a lot sometimes like, are you, do you have real depression or are you just sick? And I I think some people do, but I, I do think there's some people that you're just, they've got something going on. Hmm. and some people assume it's a personality disorder when maybe they just need some health help. Wow. You know? And and eating and eating really clean and well, sometimes that's just not enough. Like, I definitely have chronic fatigue and things I'm really working through, and I'm like, you know what? I need to go get all the blood panels and all the checks and all the things. And sometimes it takes a friend or somebody else having something going on with them or talking about it and being vulnerable in that to say like, all right, this is a message that it's time. Mm -hmm. So I went through adrenal fatigue, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And, um, and some of the doctors I worked with were like, oh my God, this is like, one of the worst cases I've seen. I'm like, no wonder I'm sleeping, you know, 12 hours a day. And when I finally gave myself permission to, and I was, I would go from, I'd have enough energy to do a session. And, but then nobody's home after that. Like I'm, I can't focus on my kids. They're talking and I'm not here. I'm not Mm. present, not present to, I wasn't present to Bobby. It was a really hard thing to go through. But once you found, once I found out what it was, 
you know, I could stop all the coffee. I could stop all everything that was sucking my energy. Mm-hmm. And it made such a difference. But but the, I think the biggest thing was giving myself permission to know that I was not well. Yeah. And and taking time off from work and um, slowing down and allowing myself to sleep for 12 hours when needed to let my body heal was such a big, it was a big thing to do because it's like nobody wants to be sick and then nobody wants to say you're sick and nobody mm-hmm. wants to own. And especially it's not like, you know, yeah. and you start to go like, it's just adrenal fatigue. It's not like, you know, thank God I don't have the C world, right? You know, you start to like, yeah. but it doesn't matter. You know, if your body's not functioning well, you just have to make peace that your body's not functioning well. So you'll like get back on top of it. But I'm so grateful that, you know, my little things have been little. They haven't been de- a decade, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, I have so much compassion for people who are dealing with health issues because they're really that saying is true, right? If you don't have your health, you don't have your wealth mm-hmm. because that's yeah. everything. Yeah, it really is. I don't think there's anything worse than not feeling well. Yeah. 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 And we really take it for granted when we're younger. And I never thought, yeah. you know, at 23 that breast implants are going to make me unhealthy. Um, but they definitely did. And I'm still healing from that. And I mean, I probably had a rupture for seven years. Yeah. Six years. How long have they been out now? Um, let's see. I got them out May of last year. So probably getting close to a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Have you yeah. tried ozone? I did ozone before I got them out. And I think I did it maybe a couple times after. I love ozone. Ozone made me feel amazing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's just really coming through right now that... Mm-hmm. I was yeah. curious, the the Rife machine, I know there's a lot of them out there, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a, either of you guys have a brand name that you like or a direction that you can point people like me towards? And I know they're like varying in prices, right? Mm-hmm. They're varying in prices, but you can go to places where you can utilize one. For mm-hmm. example, Shiloh just used our biocharger. Um, before this podcast and the biocharger uses PEMF, Rife, and all kinds of like mm. beautiful healing modalities. There's 1,500 recipe programs that you can do wow. and you can run like three at a time. Um, you want to start with one, but there's an incredible purify and recover one. Mm-hmm. But you have to monitor yourself as well. Like um, they're really powerful and you can feel a little lightheaded or... Mm dizzy and you got to make sure that you're hydrating enough. Um, I, I also have the, uh, Pearl P E R L Rife machine, um, that we've been utilizing for a bit, but this biocharger is next level. I mean, next level. Well, I'm sure it's the Mac daddy of Rife machines. So it's got a a couple thousand dollars kind of thing. More than that. Oh, it's more. It's okay. That's why I was wondering what price range are we talking about these things? But the thing is, is again, you go to a place to utilize it and you can uh, go regularly. um, Moving back in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. How how about you? Which one did you love? Um, I use the spooky Two Rife that has um, the plasma bulb. Spooky too. Yeah, spooky okay. too. And that one runs, I think, about five thousand dollars. But you can get cheaper kits that do contact, um, mm. and you just buy a little generator. You hook it up. You have to have your own laptop or computer. You hook it up to that. You download the program, and then you just search what you need to run. Um, some of oh. them can run biofeedback, which is really useful for people. But yeah ease into the biofeedback. The first time I did biofeedback, I think it was like right after I got it and it put me literally on my face. 
So, oh, wow. Yeah. Probably like your kind of first experience. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, what did I just but, do to myself? But you know, on one hand, it was really, it was a doctor who would do a lot of muscle testing, mm-hmm. right? And and he would say, I had all these things. I'm like, okay, do I really? Because I was trying to figure out what was going on with me. It was when, when I had the adrenal fatigue and he came up with all these things and he had me sit on the machine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm paying a lot of money and I'm wondering if this is really helping. So to be able to throw up that gross sack of stuff, whatever yeah. it was, I was like, okay, I'm getting my money's worth. So <laughs> I was like, you know, so there's this weird satisfaction with the grossness of it all. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So Just like then, me and my dissolved implant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, because I there's so many things out there. There are so many I mean, so many oh my God, there's things. so many technology as you know, as well as saunas and well, these things become village products. So here's mm. here's here's how I feel about this. Um, we have a cold plunge, we have a sauna, we have the biocharger, and we welcome everybody to utilize them. Uh, ask around if you want to use a Rife mm-hmm. machine. You know, feel into it. Uh, ask around. You might be surprised that you already know somebody that has one and yeah, would be happy true. to share in the love with you. Or maybe a group of you get together and you purchase it together and you co-own it. You schedule it. Yeah. You, you rotate it or you schedule like, hey, I have this for, uh, you know, January through March. I'm going to go through a big protocol and then you're going to have it for the next three months. And if we need to refresh, we'll pop over. Like there's ways to, to mm-hmm. move around and make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great idea. You Jen. just got to get creative. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. why we all feel like we have to each own each thing. Back to Bobby's conversation of ownership. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, we can all share pools. We can all share rife machines. We can all share meals. We can all harvest fruit off the same peach tree, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. They even, um, spooky too. They even have a, so some people do sound medicine. It's frequency. Sound is frequency too. Mm -hmm. And so even on like YouTube for people that can't afford anything, you can go and spooky has like sound frequencies that you just listen to. Oh, that's that's, beautiful. It's like a free. Yeah. And it's like a healing frequency and you just listen to it by neural beats. You can live. And and if this all feels overwhelming to you, you know, just get on a meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. On Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, meditation can very, very quickly elevate your frequency as breath work. As there, breath work does. Yeah. Breath work, you can heal so much dis ease in the body. Yeah. Um, there are just so many modalities. And our, our teacher, um, mm-hmm. David, David Elliott, uh, yes, has on Spotify free breath work things. Mm. So you can go David David Elliott on Spotify, and they're all free breath work sessions. And you listen to the first one or two that teach you how to breathe, his method of breathing, which is so simple. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to whichever one you want for anxiety or for you know he's got so many different ones on there, and um, great and call. I think yeah. So Stephen it's a, Elliott, David, 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 David Elliott. Elliott. He's yeah. incredible. He's incredible. He's yeah. a, he's got a book called The Reluctant Healer because he didn't want to do this work. It's a fascinating story. Uh, but Bobby and I um, were trained under him with his breath work, and he's incredible. He's such a healer, and it really and breath work is so simple, and you can do it in the privacy of your own home, mm-hmm. and just put on his uh, Spotify. And breathe with it, and you'll have such an experience. Yeah, because it's just two breaths in, one breath out, and then as you do that, the mind gets out of the way, and then what I find is the body breathes you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're not breathing, but your body's in that rhythmic breathing. 
Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, sometimes in that first five minutes, your head can get in the way and go, oh my God, am I doing it right? All that stuff. You just have to get through that first couple of minutes and it's incredible. With anything, right? Like it's like getting over a sugar craving. You got to be consistent. You got to just I don't move know. I've never tried that one. <laughs> well, I, I, and that's teasing. What, yeah, but yeah. seriously, but I think with, with health and healing, follow through is really important. Yeah. You've got to be consistent and you've got to be dedicated. And so anything can be a medicine. Sun can be a medicine. Mm-hmm. Breath work can be a medicine. Nightly meditations. Ranting certain, can be a medicine. Ranting. Ranting for um, sure. <laughs> unless you're like, there are ways it can and there are ways that it cannot. Well, so, right. You've got to have a listener mm-hmm. and you've got to prepare your listener. So you have to go to them and say, I have a rant. Mm-hmm. I do this with my daughter and she does it with me. Uh, and so I have a rant and she'll go, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'll just, blah. And I feel so much better. And she's like, okay, you done? You need anything mm-hmm. else? I'm like, no, I'm good. And she does the same with me. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a, it's a release mm-hmm. and it doesn't spew out. You know, it's like, oh, just stop it. Stop thinking that. Stop being, right? How we try to manage ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of that just kind of gets pent up and then it comes <laughs> out at, somebody else at the wrong time. And then that explosion happens has nothing to do with that moment Mm -hmm. because you have all this pent up energy. And I make a habit of screaming in the car. I just do. So if you ever see me down the road, it's, that's my therapy. I just let it rip. It's just like, it's part of my clearing my channel yeah, and just releasing all that energy that just gets built up. So I I love that you say I have a rant because then the person doesn't, get dumped on. It's like they're energetically like, oh, yeah. this is what we're going and to And it's not about me. And, and it's, it's not like, mine to fix. I gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And the other thing that I- Well, I, I learned I that always, because I did it wrong. Oh. I picked up the phone and just started- And she's like, don't you ever do that? And she goes, right. My daughter's got the best boundaries in the world. Yeah, she she's, does. I've learned so much from her. And she's like, mom, you can't do it like that. You have to just like, let me know it's coming. And then make, and I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, no, it's okay. Just next time, let me know what's coming. So that was like years ago. Yeah. The way I like to do, I think my processing, I call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> is I, I just, I, and I, and the way I like to receive other people's processing is I know when they're about to really get into something, it's like, okay, let's see, set up the sacred vault. Boom, it's around us. Okay, everything is private now, mm-hmm. and I can listen from a non judgmental place. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there was this amazing quote that I saw uh, last week, and it was like, when somebody is heard, then they can heal. Thousand percent. You know, yeah. you look at why, you know, in my own life experience, why somebody doesn't heal, why they don't let go of the <clears throat> story, mm-hmm. is because they've never been properly heard right? There's been sort of deflection or you were doing this or that's what it wasn't about. You know, so somebody's ranting saying, I've had this experience and the uh, the other person is justifying, defending, perspective shift, trying to do all these things instead of just going, wow, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry that happened to you. Right. And that's really, as soon as you can just hold that space for them of letting them say whatever they need to say and feel in that moment and not take it personally, even if you're the one who caused it, because if you take it personally while they're having their moment, right, then you're kind of, you're not available for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you're into your own shame, your own guilt. Right. And so I think being able to separate your shit for a moment and take on and be present to what they need and then go deal with your own crap about it 
is more is healthier than you imploding on you because you've done something in that moment because it doesn't really serve that person now you're both in the mud together yeah. as opposed to being able to be there and apologize and then after they're done then you can maybe have your meltdown mm-hmm. it's just a there's a symbiosis that happens i think yeah. in that process of healing that needs to happen and being allowing somebody to have their process and you just holding that for them is the most important thing to do to get somebody to move forward mm-hmm. right? yeah you know, especially with kids, you're so, your family, mm. I've talked about this so many times with mm. your kids, <laughs> they're so present to the other one's pain mm. and they'll, you know, especially Annabelle witnessing her so many different yeah. times being able to go, are you okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? You know, she it's is getting God. so big. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's she is wild. <laughs> they all are. They all are. Wow. <laughs> you have a teenager now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 13. Oh yeah. My. We're going to have to have her on now. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my. Well now she's used now. to using microphones. Yes. Yes. So. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Is there is there anything that you feel would be helpful for you to say in regards to your own healing process, feeling heard? And because um, I know that when people also don't speak, sometimes that builds is shame or gets sticky. Um, and it, the answer may be no. And this could be a private conversation, mm-hmm. but anything that you'd want to share that would help your healing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I- I really just appreciated that, honestly, actually being able to do it with my kids yeah. mm-hmm. um, because they had to go through that with me. What, what's going on? I'm having surgery. What are you doing? I'm removing my breast implants. Well, why do you have those? Wow. Um, so being able to do that with my kids is really healing and empowering too. And I remember getting out of the shower and the kids, I think Addie and Emmy came running in right after I had surgery and so they saw my scars and like the horrified look on, on their faces. I was oh, like, wow. they're never getting breast implants. And I'm so happy. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so to go through that with, with my kids, I think was um, really healing. And to be able to talk about it and talk about loving your bodies. And you're just so perfect and beautiful how you are. Yeah. Um, to be able to have those conversations and even just have that conversation with my husband of, I love you just how you are. And now when I hug you, like I can feel your heart and I don't have this block between us Um, because it felt like a block to me. And I felt like I couldn't process my emotions very well until they actually, sorry, until they came out. Yeah. And then so many emotions constantly right after, like constantly crying, processing emotions. So I feel like a lot of that was like trapped in there. Um, You really are sensitive and just disconnect from that sensitivity for such a long time. And to be yeah. able to have now feeling all those emotions, that's really powerful. Yeah. So healing. So, yeah. so healing. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so, and oh. just not knowing that it was all stuck in there too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Just to, just some little implants. Big <laughs> implants. I mean, <laughs> remove them and then things get so much better. So the... One thing I think about a lot too is just how profound removing one toxic thing from your life can be. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot. Like, is there anything else toxic in my life that I need to remove? Because this has right. been such a profound shift in my well being, my relationship, how I feel in my body, uh, my brain. Um, 
You know, I think it's just something to think about. That's a that's a really deep, beautiful question because it can toxicity can be thoughts, people. They can people. be people. Mm-hmm. They can be food. It can be you know physical things like you just experienced. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's a broad like wow. You know, asking that question would be interesting to see what comes in. I'm gonna. I'm going to apply it myself and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's really as big. As long as it's not shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Amazing. My, yeah. my uh, toxic thing that I'm currently identifying is areas where I've been distracting myself. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my personal mm. journey in this moment is identifying distractions. Because anything that's taking me out of pre- presence or conscious awareness it has been really significant. And yeah, so I'm realizing, oh, my follow through on certain things isn't happening because I'm distracted. Yeah. So I, just to share out loud yeah. my yeah. Uh, oh, that's toxic good, thing. That's a good one. Yeah. I feel like I have a little of that too going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, for, I would notice like just not being able to hold presence mm. was... I guess it's distraction as well. Just my mind going elsewhere or not being able to keep an eye contact. And I really noticed it with my daughter. Like this was um, something I talked about a long time ago that when she came into my life, it was the same time that my intuition opened up. So it was was like, almost like I was split, like three months old, my brother's killed my, and this channel opens up. And so I'm like spending all this time listening here and having her at the same time and went right into like a lot of work. And so I noticed that there was this energy pattern when she would show up, this other energy would come in and pull me away. And it took, wow, it took so, so much for me to like, really for like, no, I'm not going there. I'm really making eye contact with her. It was such a thing. It was really crazy to recognize that that had been going on for like a long time and I wasn't aware of it. And, um, but, and, you know, we all have different connections with our kids. Each kid has a, brings its own energy field, its own connection and, Mm -hmm. and own need from us. And I think that's the thing she probably needed the most from me was presence. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, when she was young, I wasn't able to give it to her because I was so busy with having to take care of the finances in the home and do shit and just, you know, contribute in ways that I didn't, wasn't responsible for with the boys. And when she came in, we were in the midst of building a, a, a real business. And so it was such a, um, an awareness. And obviously, I clearly have some guilt and shame here that needs to be cleared because <laughs> I'm feeling it. Yeah. But it's, you know, the good news is I've, I've corrected that. It's done. So all this stuff is just my old, the body hangs on to the stuff until it's like, oh, it's coming up to clear. Okay, I need to make time for that. But just having that awareness that that was toxic, right? Not being able to hold presence for my child who needed me, but I was busy handling all these other things that I thought, couldn't wait. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, that was part of the chaos, I think, in me learning basically, you know, to manage two worlds, the spiritual world and the physical world and being so caught up and so easy to escape to the spiritual world. And I think that, you know, oh, it goes all the way back to my trauma 
of just having out-of-body experiences because of abuse that happened to me. And so I'd leave my body so I wouldn't have to be present to the abuse that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I got in this habit of when something's uncomfortable, I'm gone, right? And yeah, coping, coping. Yeah, coping. it was a coping that's mechanism. How we can have bring compassion. Yeah, into our feeling, which you taught me. <laughs> yeah, and once you're, once you first of all recognize you're doing that, you can start to heal the body, and then there's room for your presence in the body. But if you're filled with all that trauma and disconnected from it, there's no room to, for focus. For you, it was a physical thing. For me, it was an emotional thing, right? Yeah. You had all this physical stuff, toxicity physically in the body. I had emotional density toxicity that happened to me, right? I can't imagine if you have multiple layers of all this stuff, you know, but when you start to deal with it, you can come into presence then because as you're releasing the emotion, now you're clear, now there's room for you. And God, it's like life takes on a new meaning, right? Everything changes, Mm-hmm. And you can now really be in the flow and really deal with your emotions as they come up. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a difference. Like yeah. such a difference. That Thank you for posing that question. Oh, because yeah. clearly the toxicity was, I still have some stuff here that's toxic emotionally that I don't need to hang on to. Mm-hmm. So you presence that with your question. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I think if anybody takes anything today, I hope they take that question because again, some people have implants and they're happy and joyous and they've connected to them in a way that feeds their soul, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and other people go through it differently like you did. And, um, but, but if you're asking your question, the question, like what's one toxic thing that you can identify, I think each person will get, that's time to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Each person will get a response that they know inside. Mm -hmm. And then, then once they start to observe that, they can start to shift and heal it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been a really full one. We have, well, let's do an Ask Peggy segment. We haven't done that for a while. Sure. If you're okay with it. So as you know, Peggy, mm-hmm. psychic, intuitive. If you have a question for her, you're Anything welcome you're to do Anything you're curious it now. about? Or yeah. Like what? Anything. It can, be, it can be personal. It can be about you. It can be about your family. It can be about anything. Any, any question like you're pondering, wondering about... And then I just kind of tap into it and tell you what I feel or get or receive around it. Oh, gosh. Um, and or if you don't, I can always just give you a message, too. It's up oh, to you. you can just give me a message. Is that easier? I have a question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Well, I think, you know, I think Kim started to tap into it, like about letting go of the shame mm-hmm. and um, and the self you know, deprivation in terms of not being there for your children. And there's a lot of um, energy around that that wants to come up and to, to release for you and all, you know, and to not keep putting yourself in a box. Like you're, they're showing me, like you keep putting yourself in a box <laughs> and to stop doing that. Like let yourself be free and not know yourself. Like start mm. to, I don't know who I am. Let, mm. let me see who I am today. Let me see how I want to show up today. Give yourself some more freedom. Give yourself some more creative expression that allows you to, because you've had a decade of being in a box and now it's like, who am I? So starting yeah. to ask yourself, who am I? And do I like that? Do I not like that? Do I want to respond? Do I not want to, like being more playful with it mm-hmm. so that it's not so weighty and hard because you can be so like 
you know, down and focused and get it oh, done. Yeah. yeah. And they're Diligence. Like, yeah. So yeah. they're like, no, like it's time for you to lighten up and play and have expression and just enjoy life and stop working so hard at the imperfections and just start to shift now your focus to the perfections of physically and emotionally of who you are. Mm-hmm. So you can feel lighter in all the ways and, uh, and just really starting to enjoy that process. That speaks to me a lot. I've been actually thinking about that a little bit, the lightning exploring of self um, now that I'm feeling better. In a different way, yeah, because yeah. now it's yeah. time. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I you, get these little yeah. hints of deep creativity with you, like such artistry. I love being creative. It makes yeah. me super happy. I think most people on some level, they all have, we all have our own level of creativity. Yeah. Like yeah. when you make yeah. the plants and you put the things together and there's so much beauty in that. Oh yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Creative in any capacity. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you well, so thanks much for, for coming. Thank on. you for sharing such deep, you know, oh. deep, mm. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. That's the word I was looking for. You yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, you brought that forward. <laughs> well, it's it's Thank you. what it, the the most beautiful thing in the world, I believe, is vulnerability because it gives other people permission to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's a permission slip, yeah. and it's just so potent. And that's uh, like a real healer is is one that allows people to be in their vulnerability. I agree. That's like where you get your true connection. Yeah. You know, and I actually had this conversation basically with my brother yesterday and mm. about, you know, him expressing how he feels. And I was like, but what's underneath that? Mm. You know, I'm like, this is, that's the surface emotion, you know, which when he said it, it sounded kind of insulting to whoever he was talking about. And I was like, but what's underneath that? Like you need to mm. dig a little deeper, especially if you want, a connected deep response from someone else. And yeah, that, that vulnerability thing is the most beautiful. Yeah. I, I think completely. that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucky to deeper. have you. Yeah. yeah. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, and no. That's not it. Yeah. There's something else going on here. I'm just telling you, right? Yeah. 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 Way, to hold, way to hold your brother so beautifully mm-hmm. and to like, have those standards for him so that he can yeah. meet them for well, himself. I know his soul. He's a beautiful soul. So I'm like, yeah. I know there's more to this than this. Come on, like yeah. soften a little bit, yeah. figure out what's really going on and then talk about that because that's easy to listen to and respond to and be compassionate with. I said, but this other thing you're putting out there, I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, that's so, great. Oh, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Shiloh. Well, good to see you again. You too. Yeah.